Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts, Molly, Amy and Rachel, and today we're going to be discussing our thoughts and theories on Girl at Home. Hey guys, welcome back to the Swift Legacy Podcast. This week, I have managed to convince Amy and Molly that doing a episode with Girl at Home series is a good idea. Yeah, I'm not sure how you did that, but here we are. Uh, We're relying on you to take the lead on this one, Rachel. So if you want to be the host of this episode, we'll, we'll be the guests. We'll just come in with our theories to debunk yours. That's good with me. That's good with me. I mean... The, the thing with me is, this is where me and Molly are different in particular. I really, really, really like connecting the stories behind songs. And I know that that is a controversial thing, but that's that's my guilty pleasure. That's my kryptonite. Molly doesn't give a fuck, but I do. I, so you know what? that's what I'm bringing to the table. I'll get into it. If you suggest a theory, I'll think about it. But I feel like I just don't devote any energy to thinking about it at all. Yeah. Like... Like, I will take a song and write it to my life, and that's all I care about. I'm very selfish. Really? Yeah. Never. I I feel like we have someone listening who's going to be quoting that Taylor thing that she said with the All Too Well, that's like, my songs aren't paternity tasks. Yeah. And that's true. But she does leave a lot of parallels and Easter eggs. and Definitely. I do. The parallels are something I do really like, but I will never link them to a specific guy because I just don't care enough to do that. I'll find the links between songs and be like, oh, look, you can find, like, it's like a map. Like a road map. Yeah, it is like a map, yeah. And sometimes I do just kind of like, I like to associate it with a person because that's kind of what, like, solidifies it, but all connected. Now, back in, like, the previous eras, it used to be really easy because she literally put people's names in the songs. And that's kind of what started this like treasure hunt for like connecting songs and who they may or may not be about. I just love it. I think it's a little bit of fun. It comes with the nature of writing diaristic style songs. And I, it's a victim less crime as far as I'm concerned. Well, I can actually know some people do message John Mayer on on Instagram. They do get a bit heavy with it, but that's not me. I just, I just post, used to post it on Instagram and as long as our theories aren't harming anyone or sending threats, I don't see an issue. Okay, so should we jump into your theories, Rachel? Who do you want to start yeah. with? Yeah, so like three or four months ago, I just rounded up a bunch of people that girl at home could or couldn't be about. I put on Instagram with a little theory as to why or why not. And I let people in the comments go crazy as they as they like to. And that's how my Instagrams get on the For You page. So We'll see what they've got. Um, <laughs> so first of all, we know that Girl at Home was written 10 years ago now. I don't know why, but for some reason, I've always felt like it was February 2012 that it was written, just because it was rejected from Red. So we know it probably wasn't any of those that she wrote over the summer and really like locked into keeping on the album. I just feel like it was when the album was still in its like Nashville sounding part. That's just my personal theory. Where do you guys sit with whereabouts? Girl at Home was written. For no real reason, it gives me massive February energy. Like, it's just a February oh. song. Because, like, February is yeah. a shit month and Girl at Home isn't a great song. So that's my reasoning. How, how, are, you, how are you guys saying a song has February energy? I don't that know. Is, it's that like is not a thing. She's an Aquarius. 
actually a Capricorn. <laughs> Capricorn would be January, late December, but okay. Um, but I know, I, but, like, but like Girl at Home is a Capricorn. Girl at Home is a Virgo. I'm aware I'm that's Virgo. very Don't say Scorpio. that. <laughs> you give no. me that. There's nothing wrong with Virgo. No, do I actually? Yeah. Is that going to yeah. be our new thing? Like, you give me girl at home energy. This gives me girl at home energy. <laughs> um, but in terms of when it was written, honestly, I don't I don't have an opinion. I would, yeah, early 2012. She's getting February energy. I knew it. I'm not getting no, February has, energy. No, it is February energy. Right, tell me it's March. <laughs> tell me it's March. It's not March. It's not, it's not March. It's not a spring song. It's not a summer I'd say summer. late January I push, you know. No, I think January is too depressing for Girl at Home. February is like, right, get me out of this fucking winter right now. That's Girl at Home energy. Oh, my God. That's right. Amy has lost the will to live with. I'm just questioning how I got into this situation. You may be wondering. I end up here. (laughs) So probably the most popular theory is that it's about Zac Efron. Now, I'm going to read through my little... Instagram post about this and hopefully I spelled everything right. So after being friends since 2009, rumors began swirling that Taylor Swift and Zac Efron were maybe more than friends, which is a claim I will reiterate is denied by both of them. Um, In early 2012, when attending promotional interviews together for their upcoming movie, The Lorax, February Energy. What did I tell you? Um, The pair were playing a couple and more fuel was added to the fire when Zach quite literally dropped a condom on the orange carpet during the movie premiere where he was standing next to Taylor Swift. Um, Some fans believe that Taylor wrote Girl at Home about Zach Efron potentially hitting on her throughout this time frame despite dating Lily Ollins at the time. Ollins? Lily Ollins. (laughs) Cut that out. Right. Despite him already dating Lily Collins at the time. Um, However, it is understood that Taylor and Zach are still pretty friendly throughout this day there doesn't seem to be any bitterness or ick between them so personally although it's plausible I don't buy that one what about you guys okay I have some receipts I call them receipts they're not solid receipts but I talked to a friend who is in the Taylor and Zac Efron fandom and she gave Zac me Zac Efron her. has a fandom Zac Efron <laughs> has a fandom <laughs> um love the band but she gave me her insights onto the situation now 2011 2012 neither of these two I believe had official relationships people think he was dating Lily Collins but they'd only been spotted hanging out a few times and they always said they were really close friends now we do know that they dated like much more recently but at the time it's quite murky and it's it's not like I think people, when looking at theories to this song, say he was 100% dating Lily, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. Mm. He also made a joke in a Glamour interview with Lily in, like, it was a few years back when they did the Ted Bundy movie about how she and Taylor were two people who were always baking, and I highly doubt that he would have done that if he had been trying to cheat on Lily with Taylor. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. And if he didn't have a girl at home, that everybody knows that if he wasn't really dating Lily, then that kind of just it falls through. It debunks the entire theory. Yeah, I mean, I know the fan base will forever say it's about Zac Efron. I think that's definitely the most popular theory. Mm. 
Oh, also, it's, it's like, the one I believe for ages with no evidence to back it up just because it was what everyone said. And I have probably listened to Girl at Home about five times in my entire life. No. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, February energy. But um, <laughs> don't like February, don't like Girl at Home. But no, I think I think if you watch those interviews, I think they were flirty with each other. But I think half of that was promo for the movie. 100%. I think half of it was the fact that they were both in their early 20s and just naturally flirting with each other like I think it was just like a joking thing I don't think it was anything ever serious I don't think they were ever going out or he ever hit on her seriously or vice versa and from what you said I don't think he was even dating Lily Collins seriously at the time or didn't have any kind of serious relationship which debunks the entire girl at home theory and like Rachel said they're still friendly so I would also add that 2012-2011 Taylor had a very America's sweetheart, clean, polished. I don't drink. I don't associate with anything that could be seen as controversial or negative. And in that time period, he was a mess, um, drugs, etc. Um, so I really, I just, I just don't think that it's a plausible match. I don't think so. I mean, there was nothing, there were no blind items about it on Crazy Days and Nights. And I probably put too much stock into that than I should. Like you said, promo, they were doing a movie together. That The Pumped Up Kick song they did on Ellen, 47 million views. Like, that is insane. And it's a really good video. Probably half of them are mine. But really, really good video. They did really good promo. And it's a really, really good movie. So good for them. But I don't think Girl at Home is about him. I'll move on to theory number two. Theory number two is my favourite, so yeah. Okay. Now, I know we said that Girl at Home gives February energy. But I do think it also gives a bit April energy. Oh no! Okay, see now you're changing your story. No, I'm st- I'm still on the February energy. I can't lie. April but I do believe hits this the theory, same as February. So. I was no, thinking April the other day, like month. April's such an awkward month. It just seems to never be April. I appreciate it does come around once a year, but I have no memories from April ever. Like I can't look back and be like, "What was I doing April last year?" We've fully just gone off on months of the year again. Rachel, do you want to continue your theory? Well, I do think it gives April energy. In April 2012, Taylor's romantic life was again used on stage as a comedy script at the ACM Awards when Blake Shelton and Reba McIntyre referenced a dinner that she'd reportedly been spotted at with the New York Jets quarterback, Tim Tebow. Amongst other friends, I will say, but it was earlier in the year. February energy. Um, unbeknownst to Taylor at the time, Tim Tebow already had a girlfriend. That was a bit controversial because that girlfriend was Diana Agron. Now, regardless of whether or not you think Taylor's a lesbian, you think she's in the closet, you think she's straight, whatever, we don't care. Weeks later, Taylor and Diana suddenly became best friends and Diana and Tim Tebow broke up. So the personal theory that I believe is that Taylor wrote Girl at Home as a bit of an ode to her doing the quote-unquote upstanding and right thing by Diana and it blooming into their friendship would last many years. So thoughts on this one, please. I think this is definitely the most believable theory. I think the fact that, how have I worded this? I think the fact that he was dating Diana and then they became such such good friends after. It basically makes the most sense in terms of, like we debunked Zach because he didn't have a serious relationship at the time, Tim did. The Tim theory makes way more sense than the Zach theory if you look into it. What's Tim Tebow doing these days? Do you think we could like book it on this podcast and tell us? Not even heard of him. 
Exactly. This is what I mean. Like, I feel like he's not got a busy schedule. Let's see what he's up to. So I slide into his DMs and be like, hey, Tim, are you free next week? Why is Tim such a funny name, honestly? It is a funny name. It is a really it great is. name. Tiny Tim. Tiny, okay, yeah, I he have, doesn't do I have anything. a question. When was it you said that he and Taylor had dinner? Um, I don't know, but it was reported in April 2012 at the ACMs when Blake and Reba made a joke about it on stage. Okay. Then I raise you, Taylor and Diana met in September 2011. They did, didn't they? At the, was it Lincoln Memorial or something like that? The Fairfax Flea Market. I thought she went there on August 28th. Don't ask how I know that. But I heard... September 5th. Fucking hell. <laughs> no, no. Hold on, hold on. Taylor Swift. Maybe she I went have, there she I went have there receipts. Separately. Yes, there you go. She was there separately, yeah. But she I was, know how she I was know there. On, <laughs> she was there September fifth with Diana. It's like that yellow dress, wasn't it? No, um, she blue was dress. A blue dress. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, she was there. Yeah, with she was Diana and Ashley. How did she actually meet Diana? Like, was it through a friend or was through it through Ashley? Yeah, yeah I was going to say so. like the whole like Diana Ashley like all of them. They were all very. They were like designers, weren't they? Like one of them worked at the jewellery company, one of them was like a photographer. I'm sure they still are. So if Taylor already knew Diana in 2011 and this theoretical hitting on situation happened early 2012, I would say, why don't we look at the line? I don't even know her, but I feel a responsibility to do what's upstanding. Right. Mike dropped taylor already knew diana mike dropped theory debunked questioning everything debunked oh my god Mythbusters. just rocked my world okay fuck i honestly i think this situation was just another example of the country music gang trying to humiliate taylor for dating on award show stages like we know how often that used to happen yeah like it, we, it's just we in you. <laughs> I know. Like the bar was low already, but really yeah, the bar was low for Blake Shelton. I like it. No, get out. Yeah. I like it. Get out. That, it just has a fun face. Yeah, he, he does cheesy like country music. I love it. My boyfriend loves Blake Shelton. He loves hay. But um, okay, should we move on to the next one? So, are you guys ready for a controversial one? Yes. Slightly yes. fictional. Always very ready hypothetical. Slightly, slightly fictional. Yeah. Oh, I know what this one is. Yeah. So, after initially being introduced by Justin Bieber backstage at the Kids' Choice Awards in March 2012, will we give it February energy? Oh, well, I'll give it a pass, yeah. Taylor Swift and Harry Styles began quietly dating. Now, this is according to Taylor herself. It was published in, I want to say, Vanity Fair in 2013. Taylor offered up this nugget of information as her side of the story. But it wasn't known at the time. Anyway, they were quietly dating until a paparazzi photographed Harry kissing Emily Osterley, who was a model, outside of his hotel while touring in Australia with One Direction. Now, Taylor says that Harry called her ahead of the pictures being published and minimised them as him kissing a friend goodbye. But when she actually saw the pictures for herself, she, she ended things immediately because he had his hands all up in her hair and they were just quite clearly making out it's not how 
I personally kiss a friend goodbye, at least. Um, the theory is, is it possible that Taylor wrote Girl at Home about wishing how Emily Ostley would have reacted in that situation or how Taylor herself would have reacted? Um, we do know that Taylor and Harry, they did get back together exactly six months later um, in October that year. So is that possible? Is that a possible reason as to why it was only kept as like a, as a bonus track? Because she knew that she wasn't going to pursue this hard feeling towards him. I mean, I feel like if she did put it out as a bonus track, that's essentially the same as putting it as an album track because it yeah. still is out there in the world, especially mm-hmm. with streaming services. There's not like that much of a difference these days. Yeah, that's fair. If I had to pick a theory to go with, this is probably the one I would choose, mainly because I don't have an obvious way to debunk it. It's not debunkable because it is, it's fictional, no. it's hypothetical. I wouldn't say it's fictional, I'd say it's more hypothetical. Yeah. yeah. And I can, I can see from what, what you said about like how Taylor writing, how she would have reacted herself in that situation. I think that's, that's a type of writing that she would lean towards like I think like the whole I of think folklore yeah I think it's very much a very plausible theory I wasn't expecting that from you I don't know why but I wasn't I thought anything with Harry Styles you'd be like no he is a child and I mean no I I think that the mutual respect they have nowadays yeah is really good and really important um for that reason I respect it is <laughs> I respect weird, the relationship though, not that back. I have to it's not I, I see like, what you mean like they have this like mutual respect and everyone seems not everyone but like a large portion of the fan base seems to like mythologize their relationship to something more than what it was and like she was in her early 20s. He was in his late teens. Like, it's That's very unlikely weird. they were ever going to get married. It was just yeah. kind of like an on again, off again, because we never go out of style kind of thing. I like you, you like me. We're seeing other people in between. And then it's over. Like, How long do you, you know? guys think it was on again, off again for? Because I have my own thoughts. Let's hear them. I think it was on again, off again till 2015, like till a couple of months before she, yeah, really? genuinely, genuinely. I really don't think it ended like when everyone kind of thought it ended. No. Which is fair enough, like why should it? I think maybe I would say it ended like the serious, the serious relationship ended. But then again, I'm not sure there was one in the first place. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's very much, it's hypothetical, it's theories, but I, I would agree with Molly. Well, they were seen out for dinner, mm-hmm. like January 2015-ish. It's the first time she they were seen together, but yeah. She there's was a little, there's a video. 2015. Oh, wait, when they went to the Heim concert, or she was wearing that, like, peasant, like, tunic dress. Oh, yes, yeah, that. They were, like, other friends, that the one. Yeah, and there's a video, and they're stood kind of opposite each other. There's other people, and I can't remember whether it's the Heinz sisters yeah. or they're yeah. like in a, in and a you can see them, together, aren't yeah, they? and you can yeah. see them both look at the camera and then like mm. look. And I don't think there was, I don't think it was anything ever anything serious. I do think there was a kind of idea that, oh, could we make this work if there wasn't so she's much a romantic, it. yeah, yeah, like yeah, you know, she, she's always like been the person to like kind of fall head over heels for somebody like completely even if it's just like like a summer romance kind of thing 
But um, I don't know. I just don't think you can ever have a serious relationship with a teenage boy or even a man like in, it's like 20. I, I don't think that any of them are capable of it personally. And that's just me speaking from personal experience. I think women always want to, not always, but women will more commonly want like the big like romantic relationship that mm-hmm. goes all the way. They will be more satisfied with just having one person, whereas men typically just want to like sleep with as many people as they can. They for, want like, a home phase. Yeah, they do. And like, I don't think as many girls want that. It's fine if you do, but I, I just think typically in my experience, girls don't want that as much. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Have you got any more theories? Um, the only one I, the one I put on my Instagram thing was Connor Kennedy and not because I think it's about him, just because I wanted to acknowledge that he was a part of her life in that time period and rule him out. I like Connor. Oh, I do. Oh, on Connor Kennedy? Yeah. Well, the song gives me February energy and they were a very summer thing, so no. Facts. Are you, that are is you just hard, gonna, like, cold evidence. now going to use the months and the seasons as evidence? Absolutely. I feel like months is how I, like, I, have I told you about how I see, like, I did not realise this wasn't normal for the longest time, but, like, the fact that I see the what the year as a circle, and then all the months are on there, like, I can physically, like. Did you have that naughty jigsaw growing up that did that? No. <laughs> are you sure? Absolutely there was that naughty, Right, no, I'm sending it in out, because there was a naughty jigsaw that did that, and I had this conversation with someone years and years ago, and I was like, did you not have a naughty jigsaw? And it no. puts everything into a circle, like seasonally. No, because my circle, hold on, my circle doesn't look like it should. Like it looks like it looks like a non-circle. Okay, so back to the Connor Kennedy theory. Oh yeah, I just think it's unlikely. I don't have any reasons. I don't have any way to debunk it, other than instinct that it's just no. Seem really sweet. She's never said anything but nice things about each other. They. They looked like they had the most fun summer ever. And like, I remember when that picture of them like kissing on the harbour came out in like July 2012, August 2012. That was the first time that she'd ever been like publicly photographed kissing someone that wasn't in a music video or anything. And she was always photographed like running around barefoot like in places. And she just seemed like she had the most fun summer ever and just enjoyed being 22 and went on yachts every day with Ethel Kennedy, who she loves. I had a great time and I want that for myself. I'm convinced she loved his family more than she liked him. Probably. And you Ethel still really there? loves her. That's she so wanted to be a Kennedy. And you know what? I, I know. don't blame her for it. Yeah. But you know who else was there? Who? Diana Agron. Thank you very much. Good oh, yeah. She did go. Yeah, she was there on a few days. Yeah, they were photographed like in their bikinis together. Like it was Diana, Claire, Ashley. They all went up to the see her group. a couple of times. The whole gang mm-hmm. did, yeah. And they all looked like really cute in their like, little frilly like bikinis and swimsuits going down the harbour. Do we need to debunk Jake Gyllenhaal? I mean, it's I think we can all just Jake. agree it's not about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, exactly. It can't be. It, it, like, it's just not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd be like, she's definitely not writing songs about Jake Gyllenhaal anymore. But then again, she did do all too well, which... I really don't feel that that was about Jake anymore. It supersedes that. It's it's bigger than that. We'll have to have this discussion on another episode where we can... You don't yeah. think all too well is about Jake? No, I do. Like, originally it was, but, like, the 10-minute version. We've already had this discussion. We don't believe that the 10-minute version was entirely written back then. So she's rewritten it. I don't think she was really, like, still crying about it. 
I really I just think the whole thing like supersedes what that relationship was it's kind of just like an ode to any any relationship like that not not him I, th- I kind of get what you're saying I kind yeah. of feel like it's it's possibly it, it's about him but at the same time it's more about her and how he made her feel and that doesn't necessarily mean it's about their it's not about their relationship but those are feelings that have then popped up in yeah like I don't places. think she feels that anymore just because she wrote it I don't think she's oh, like no, I, think, I, get what I you're still saying, remember yeah. the first fall of snow I don't think she ever fucking thinks about that first fall of snow like I don't but yeah so you do realize people are going to kill us for saying that saying that I feel like we've got a Right. People can let us know if they agree or disagree, but I really feel like our listeners, if they listen to a podcast instead of DMing John Mayer on Twitter, like they're built different. That's our true. listeners are built different. Okay. Our listeners are elite. And on that note, unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. Thank you for listening and don't forget to follow us on social media for exclusive content. And we will see you again next week with a new episode of the Swift Legacy Podcast. <laughs>